You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so happy to have you with us. We're in my leadership edition of How to Win, and I want to inspire you and equip you to lead on a high level. Thank you so very much because leadership is a journey. It's not an event, not a destination, but it is a journey. And I want to thank you for taking this journey with me. I'm teaching a broad series, comprehensive series entitled The Essence of Leadership. And we're in part two of this series. Part one, we establish what is leadership. And we spent seven or eight weeks on that. What is leadership? We're in part two of our series, and it is entitled, What are the Goals of Leadership? What are we trying to accomplish as leaders? And today, we're going to look at the second goal. In our last episode, we discovered that the goal of leadership is building people while delivering good results to the organization. We spent a whole episode on developing people and putting people before results. So in this lesson, and I'm very excited, I want you to self-evaluate. As I teach, I want you to think about principles or thoughts that stand out in your mind. I want you to look for an aha moment. An aha moment is when you have a revelation. You see something, hear something that maybe you have not known before or is said in a way that's different than way the way you perceived it before hearing the principle. Or it may be a confirming word. It confirms what God has said to you, the directions you've been given, the track you're on. And that's going to be good. That's going to be good encouragement for you. But I want you to always think about how can I as a leader act on what I've just heard. And in my last episode, I wanted to admonish you to not get offended at repetition because repetition is the key to learning. So we're talking about what are the goals of leadership? What are we, you and I, what are we trying to accomplish? Well, our second goal, and I'm not putting these in any priority order, but our second goal of leadership is leadership. The goal of leadership is to create an environment that brings out the best in people through respect, care, resources, and continued support. Our second goal of leadership 
is to create, that's what we're trying to achieve, to create an environment that brings out the best in people, an environment that brings out the best in people, an environment that brings out the best in people through respect and care, resources, and continued support. Keep that in your mind. The goal of leadership is to create an environment. Say that the goal of leadership is to create an environment. Now think about this. Gardeners don't make plants grow. You agree? Gardeners don't make plants grow. No. The DNA, the genetic coding in the plant does that. It's the genetic coding in the plant that makes the plant grow. But a gardener creates the conditions for plant growth. That's the job of the gardener, to create conditions so that the plant will grow. And that's what leaders do. They don't make people grow. I can't make you grow and you can't make others grow. But you and I, we can create environments that bring out the best in people. We can create environments. And that's what I want you to think with me. We want to create an environment that bring out the best in people through respect and care resources, continued support. Now, I have two keys, just two keys to bringing out the best in people, two keys to creating this environment where followers can grow, just two keys today, just two. But they are so profound and so powerful and life transforming. And remember, I'm working on your thinking. I'm working on your thinking. I'm also working on your character position. You see, the Holy Spirit said this to me while serving as a pastor. He said that the next move of God will be in the area of character. So much of my teaching or coaching or mentoring is designed to get you to think, to develop you as a thinker because the leaders think through things. But I'm also sharing with you character building information, information that will help you to build a strong character base because the next move of God is going to be in the area of character. So I want you, as you listen to this episode, I want you to think he's trying to help me to learn to think he's working on my thinking, but he's also Mike Moore is also trying to help me to build my character. Okay. So we're talking about the goal of leadership is to create an environment that brings out the best in people through respect, 
care, resources, continued support. So let's focus on this environment. Let's focus on this environment. And I have two keys now to creating this environment. Number one, here we go. You ready? Put your thinking cap on. You ready? Number one, to create this environment that brings out the best in people, you, me, us, we, must be mindful of the need to create trust equity. Now think for a moment. We're creating an environment. We can't make people grow, but we can create an environment. And to create this environment where our followers can grow, reach their potential, we must be mindful of the need to create trust environment. Trust and equity, we must be uh, mindful of the need to create trust equity, pardon me. We must be mindful of the need to create trust equity. And trust equity is a, a, a phrase that I coined in one of my episodes, but I want to give definition to it. Trust equity. You want trust. You want to create trust equity. Trust equity is the belief in followers that their leader have their best interests at heart. Trust equity. You must be mindful of the need to create trust equity. If I'm going to, as a leader, develop people and cause them, uh, assist them in their growth and their development, bring out the best in people. I've got to create trust equity. That's my role. That's my responsibility to create trust equity. And trust equity is the belief in followers or the belief that followers possess that their leader have their best interests at heart. Okay. If I'm a leader and the people under me believe that I have their best interests at heart, then I have created trust equity. Now, uh, these leadership lessons are based on biblical principles. So I, on a regular basis, I will give a proof text to what I am teaching. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 through 21 in the Amplified Bible, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi. He's in prison. He cannot come and serve them at this time. So he's going to send a trusted follower of his, Timothy, a leader. He's going to send them a leader who he believes has their best 
interest at heart. Now, listen what he says. Philippians 4, Philippians chapter 2, pardon me, Philippians chapter 2, verse 20 through 21 in the Amplified Bible. It says, Paul writing to the church of Philippi, for I have no one like him, referring to Timothy. Paul said, I have no one like Timothy, no one of so Kendrick spirit. He's just like me. I'm not going to be able to, to come, but he's just like me. Who, referring to Timothy, will be so genuinely interested in your welfare and devoted to your interests for others all seek to advance their own interests, not those of Jesus the Messiah. This is a beautiful text. Paul says in relation to Timothy that Timothy will naturally, genuinely, he's genuinely interested in the welfare of the people. He's genuinely interested. I'm sending you someone who's genuinely interested in your welfare. Someone who is devoted to your interests. Then he says, all the others are seeking to advance their own interests. But that's not Timothy. Now notice, we're talking about being mindful of creating trust equity. And trust equity is when your followers believe that you, their leader, have their best interests at heart. That's a powerful thing. So let me ask you a question. Do you, talking to you leader now, do you have your followers or those who report to you, do you have their best interests at heart? Or are you just trying to advance your own way? I have a book in my library by Dan Bobinski. It's a very good book. And, and the title of the book is Creating Passion-Driven Teams. Creating Passion-Driven Teams. And he asks a question in chapter one. He asks the readers a question. Are you a builder or a climber? Are you a builder? And that's the question we're asking you today. Remember, we're talking about being mindful of creating trust equity. Are you leader, a builder, or a climber? Think for a moment. Are you a builder or a climber? He says that builders are devoted and their efforts are devoted to building up people in the organization. Are you devoted to building up people? Are you devoted to building up those reporting to you, under you, following you? Are you devoted to building them up? He said that builders, they help others improve 
upon or gain new skills. They help people improve upon their skills or gain new skills. Builders. He said that they mentor and coach others. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you a builder? Are you a builder? Are you focused on developing others? Are you focusing on improving other skills or helping them to gain other skills? Are you focused on coaching others, mentoring others, helping others grow? Are you focused on that or are you just trying to get them to do something for you? Do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, go here, do this, do that. Task. You just give task, task. You're giving task, task, task. Are you focused on improving their lives? Then he says, some are climbers. So he asking, are you a builder or a climber? And he said that climbers are mainly concerned about achieving their own personal goals. And they may climb over others to reach them. He said that climbers look at the vision, the mission, and the values and the strategies of the organization to determine where they can climb next. He said that the climbers have a sink or swim approach to their teammates and their followers. Sink or swim. You fell in, you got to get out. Sink or swim. I got mine, you get yours. Some leaders are like that. They're trying to get theirs. You got to get yours. You don't get yours, you're just going to drown. Now, when I was reading that, I was reading his insight and his definitions on the difference between a builder and a climber. And I thought about a step ladder. I thought about a step ladder and how a step ladder is used by an individual, one person at a time. I don't think I've ever seen two people at the same time climbing the same ladder. No, when I think of a stepladder, it is usually climbed by one person climbing one step at a time. And each step leads the climber higher. And then I thought about leaders who are climbers, people who have positions of leadership but they're not builders, they're climbers. And they see people as steps toward their advancement. You step, the bottom step. When, if you want to go to the next level, you have to leave the bottom step and you go to the next step. And then to go to the next step, you have to leave that step and go to the next step. And that's the way climbers are. People in leadership positions who are climbers, they see people as just steps. You just step. It's just a step. 
to get me to the next place. I step on you, then I step on you, then I step on you, then I step on you, and then I step on you. So, question, are you a builder or a climber? Now, if you are a climber and you're only concerned about advancing your own interests, then listen to me, you will never create trust equity and your followers. You will never create trust equity and trust equity is the belief that they have that you have their best interests at heart. And if you're a climber, and you're just trying to, that's all you see people as steps to get to the next place you want to go, then you're going to treat them that way and you're going to talk to them that way. You're going to respond to them that way because they are just steps. But if you're going to create an environment that brings out the best in people, then you're going to have to be mindful of creating trust equity. The second key to creating this environment that brings out the best in people, and that's that's who, uh, the goal of a leader is to create an environment that brings out the best in people, is that you must change. I only have two keys now. You must change your focus from receiving to giving. You must change your focus from receiving to giving. There must be a shift in your thinking if you're going to create an environment that brings out the best in people. You have to have a shift in your thinking. You have two people under you or you have five people under you or you have 12 people under you or hundreds under you. You have to shift your focus from receiving. In other words, what can I get out of these people? You can't think, what can I get out of these people? What can I get out of this person? What can I get out of that person? What can I get out of that person? You got to shift your focus from what can I get out of them to what can I give them? What can I give, get out of my team, but what can I give my team? Not what I can get out of my followers, but what can I give my followers? Philippians 4.15 is a very powerful text. I want to read it to you in the ESV translation. The ESV translation, and it reads, And you Philippians yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, Paul is speaking, no church entered into partnership with me except you only. No church entered into partnership with me. Now watch this. I skipped that. Pardon me. In giving and receiving, except you only. I want to read it to you again. 
This is Philippians 4.15 in the ESV translation. And you Philippians yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into a partnership with me in giving and receiving, but you only. No church entered into partnership, partnership, partnership in giving and receiving, but you only. So now let's let's draw some conclusions from this text and, and relate those conclusions to leadership. So leadership is a partnership between the followers and the leader. Now, that's your focus. This is a partnership. Leadership is a partnership between the leader and the followers, a partnership between the leaders and the followers. And notice the order of the partnership, giving and receiving, giving and receiving. Notice giving before receiving, giving before receiving. In order to create an environment that brings out the best in others, the leader must focus on giving to the followers before receiving, giving to my team before receiving, giving to my congregation before receiving, giving to my staff before receiving. Now, we're talking about creating an environment. So let's talk about giving to our followers, giving to our team, giving to our staff. Let's talk about giving. Number one, you wanna give to the followers what you know and your experience. Give to your followers what you know. Give to them what you know. Don't hoard it. Mm -mm. Hoarding is not going to keep your position. If you're an insecure leader, you want to hoard what you know. You want to hoard your experiences. Because you want to have the upper hand. That's insecurity. No, great leaders, you want to give them what you know. You want to give them your experience. You want to share things that you've gone through. Share with them uh, mistakes you've made, things you've done right. You want to give them your experience. How did you get to this point? You want to give them knowledge. You want to give them what you know. Give what you know. Number two, you want to give followers time with you. And you're going to have to uh, discern how much time you can give. But you're going to have to give some time. You're just going to have to give some time. Everything in leadership is connected to connections. It's connect. connect. Some leaders, they just give tasks. I talked about that. They just give tasks, but they don't connect. They have no connection. The, the text that I read 
prior text that I read, the Bible says that Jesus leads his sheep out. He goes before the sheep. He knows his sheep by name. They follow him because they know his voice. That's connection. That's having a connection with the people who report to you. You've got to give them some of your time. You've got to give them. And I'm not going to try to say you got to spend this hour and these hours. No, no, no. You've got to discern from your time standpoint what you can give, but you have to give them some of your time. Number three, you have to give them an ear. You have to give them your ear. That means you have to listen to them. Not just them listen to you. No, you have to listen to them. Give them your ear. Number four, give them opportunities to grow. Give them opportunities for growth. Listen, everyone wants to grow. The people under you wants to grow. They don't want to be stagnant. They don't want to settle. They don't want to just stay in this and do this forever the same way all the time. You want to give them, and you got to be praying. You have to be creative. You got to give them opportunities to grow. Give them opportunities to grow. Number five, you have to give empowerment. You have to give them empowerment. You have to empower them to do things, to take the initiative, to create, to develop, to carry out their ideas, to oversee parts of what you're called to do, your responsibility. Don't do everything. Great leaders don't do everything. They do what they should be doing, and then they share, they empower others to do things that's are, that are important. Give empowerment. Give feedback. Number six, you got to give people some feedback. You can't go back in your cubby hole as a leader and never talk to the people, never let them know how they're doing, never tell them they're doing a great job. And the only time you talk to them is when you're correcting them. You can't do that. That's poor leadership. That's poor, that's poor parenting. That's poor leadership on any level. If you as a parent only talk to your kids when you're making a correction, but you're never accenting, emphasizing the, the good things that they're doing, giving them the credit, telling them it's a great job. And I got plenty of that when I was growing up. I wasn't raised by my birth parents, but the parents that raised me, they gave me a lot of feedback, constructive uh, criticism, constructive information. And listen, it was very balanced. It wasn't just you need to do this and you need to stop doing this. No, they, I got a lot of, that's great. I'm proud of you. You did a good job. Let me reward you. You know, as a kid, when they take me to McDonald's or Burger King or whatever, you know, they were rewarding me. But, you know, they were giving me feedback that you're on the right track you know, a hug or a pat, uh, giving feedback, give understanding and empathy, number seven, giving understanding 
You're creating an environment. You've got to give the, your followers some understanding and you got to give them some empathy. And it's easy when you understand that you're not perfect. It's really easy to, to realize that in your leadership journey, you have made mistakes. You have missed it. So you want to give, number seven, understanding and empathy. Put yourself in their place. Number eight, you want to give them another chance. Give people another chance. Give them another chance. Give them another chance. Give them another chance. Give another chance. Number nine, give correction. Give some correction. But don't overdo it on the correction. Don't major on the correction. Number 10, give a praise. Give praise. Give praise. Now, think about what we've said. Let's go back and let's review and let's close what we've, what, conclude what we've been talking about. We're talking about the goals of leadership. And in this second goal, the goal of leadership is to create an environment that brings out the best in people, the respect, care, resources, and continued support. And we said that great leaders, you can't make people grow, but you can create an environment, an environment that's conducive to their growth. And we said that there were two keys. Number one, you must be mindful of the need to create trust equity. And we talked about the difference between builders and climbers. And then secondly, if you're going to create that environment, you must change your focus from receiving to giving. And that is a paradigm shift for most leaders because many leaders are trying to get something. They're always trying to get something rather than give. And I want you to change your focus now from the from the getting to the giving, and then you'll give. And I learned that in the financial arena that that principle is true. When I began to focus on giving finances, I found out that I would receive finances. And that principle applies to every area of life. Now, as I close, remember this leadership requires thinking, intentionality, time, and work. Thinking, intentionality, time, and work. So I want you to go back and I want you to listen to this episode. Think about what stood out. Was there an aha moment? Did it confirm anything? How are you going to act on it? How are you going to act on what you heard today? Listen, I trust that you are being blessed. I know I am. I trust that you are being blessed. And thank you. Thank you for taking this leadership journey with me. Remember, I have another podcast that I teach on Thursday. You want to check it out. It will be a blessing to you, a real blessing to you because we're talking about leading yourself in our Thursday podcast. Listen, have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you next time.